Good morning, everyone. It's great to see you all. Should we gather back together? Um, you're not going to hear from me for very long, but I'm just going to say a couple of things, and then I'm delighted to be able to hand over to Alex, who's going to be preaching this morning. So we're really excited to hear what he has to share. Um, but I just wanted to take the opportunity just to share a couple of things, including just introducing the new series that we're just about to start. So um, for those of you that don't know me, my it's Rob. I'm part of the team here. Um, and the, the first thing I just want to talk to you about is a storehouse. A storehouse is our food bank. It's part of our compassion ministry. And we're just seeing incredible ways that the Lord is meeting people in our community as we help people in, in their most difficult um, circumstances. Um, but we, we constantly need your help. And, and so I just want to share a couple of really practical ways that we might be able to get involved, particularly as we look over, over the summer. So there are always um, a whole bunch of items that we need to bring in. So sometimes we might be asked, you know, when, when do you do harvest at, at Riverside Vineyard Church? You know, for us, harvest happens every week. You know, we have the opportunity to bring in items of food that help people in difficult places. So there are a list of uh, Urgently, urgently needed items. I would love it if I came in next Sunday and just found that bucket at the front just like overflowing with produce. But if you can take a, a shot of those, maybe there's some items you can add to your um, weekly shop, whether that be something you do online or you pop into shop and grab a bunch of these things. But these things will really help those that are in you know, dire need right now in, in our community. Um, the second thing is... I'm grab a card, but there should be some, in fact, I'll go and grab a card now, but um, we, we would love to give people the opportunity just to, to be part of, part of the storehouse team. Now, particularly as we go into this you know, our, some of, for some of us, our circumstances change. Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you're someone that works only part-time. Maybe you're someone that's just finished a whole bunch of exams and you've got a little bit of time on your hands. We would love to invite you to come and be part of the team, especially over the summer. So we have these little cards on your seats, which aren't so much needed for fans this week, which is good. But can you just hold those up? Just check that. I'm, I know Pat's done a wonderful job at getting those out. So thank you, Pat. Um, but these, these are on the seats beside you. So what I'd love you to do, if you, if you know you've got a little bit of time during the week, so we're particularly looking for people that can come and help on a Wednesday um, between 10 and 12, 10 and 1, that kind of time. You know, particularly if you think you can unload some deliveries, sort some items, do that kind of thing. So that's very much a behind-the-scenes thing. But if you've got, you know, if you, if you can't afford that gym membership and you want to do some lifting... You can come along, join us on a Wednesday, and you can help out the team there, which will be a massive help. Um, and then on Thursday, there are a bunch of ways that you could help out as well. So whether that be behind the scenes or even serving clients, and then again on a Saturday. So if you think, hey, I could give a couple of hours a week, I could give a couple of hours each month or every other week, we would love to hear from you. So all you need, you can, am I still here? We're just... Yeah, so what you can do is just take one of these cards, you can fill out that out, and just hand it in at the connect area on your way out, and we will then help you to connect with the team there. So we, we would love people just to get involved and just to help serve what we're doing in, in this just incredible ministry. So thank you. And the next thing I just want to share, and this is the final thing, and then I'm going to hand over to Alex where it gets more interesting okay so um so i just want to introduce you to the new series. 
So we, we are starting a new series today called Timeless. Um, this is not referencing my fashion style, but um, clearly not. But we are starting a new series today. Um, we, you know, one of the things we love to do is to worship. You know, we, you know, worship is so important to us in the vineyard. It's where we often express our prayers. We express our gratitude. Um, we, ex- we have the opportunity to connect with the Lord as we do that. And there are different songs that help us respond to different seasons in our life. And, and the people that went before us are just the same. So the people of the Old Testament, we see some incredible songs. Um, you might be familiar with the Psalms. There are just, it's just like a whole songbook of, of poetry, of, of just incredible um, words that speak to different situations in our life. So from the most dire of moments to the most joyful of moments. And so um, what we're going to be doing over this summer is exploring some of these songs. And they're kind of all the way through the Old Testament. Songs that tell us about who God is and, and how we get to respond in the midst of those moments. And I, I, found it, I find it so incredibly encouraging that there are people that have gone before me. And I think for all of us, we stand on the shoulder of giants, don't we? We stand on the shoulder of people who have gone before us, who have, who have been through these situations before. So... Over these next you know, couple of months, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be exploring some of these songs together. Um, and so I'd love to invite Alex up. Let's welcome Alex as he comes up. Hi, yeah. Alex is going to share with us today. So Alex, you're married to Samina, who's here. And you might have seen Philip, but normally he's running too fast for you, be, for you to be able to. He's like the Flash, basically, if you know what I'm talking about. So he, he, is, he is great. So um, we, we love you guys. You, you guys lead a small group. Um, Samina works on the staff team. And, and Alex, you're involved in a bunch of areas on the Sunday and stuff. But we love you, and we're so grateful for what you're going to share. But I'd love to pray for you as we start. So if you want to reach out a hand or something, yeah, Holy Spirit, come. Lord, I pray that you just remove any nerves that Alex is feeling right now. I just pray that you would use the words that you have been stirring in his heart and in his mind to speak to us today. And Lord, we thank you for these timeless words, these timeless songs that we're going to be looking at. And I pray that they would speak to where we're at today. Lord, give Alex boldness, give him courage, give him authority to speak as we look at these amazing words today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Rob. And thank you all. I want to use this opportunity to say a massive thank to God for a church like this. For people like you, who showed us so much love from the first day when we joined this church almost four years ago. And the way you make us feel in this country, the way you accept people like us who are new in this country, it's just amazing. And it makes so much difference in our life. God bless you and keep doing what you are already doing. We sang this morning some songs, and one verse moved my heart. He didn't want heaven without us. This is amazing. Songs are amazing, 
So today, from the scripture, we will read another song. Usually, we sing songs. We don't read them. However, some songs, like today's one, deserve to be read because it reminds us of some extraordinary moments that happened and from which we can learn. This is a song of victory that speaks about God's power and the way he brought salvation to an entire nation. We love our Christian songs. We are encouraged, comforted, and blessed by singing or listening to them. But when we know the context in which they were written, their message is understood much better, and their impact becomes much stronger. Many songs were written in great suffering. Others were written after healings. Some when the writer was in the deepest valleys, or sometimes on the highest peaks. Before reading our song today from Exodus chapter 15, it is important to know a little more about what happened then. God's people had been in Egyptian slavery for hundreds of years. They were put to hard work, treated harshly and beaten. Their male children were killed in order not to multiply and become a threat to the Egyptians. In that terrible suffering, the people cried out to God for salvation from their hopeless state. With a strong hand and through great signs and miracles, God intervened against the Egyptians and finally led the Israelites out of Egypt. He also promised to take them to a blessed land where they could enjoy complete freedom and abundance of food. That's how they started their journey, the journey to the promised land through the desert, as the Lord had commanded them. And so they arrived in front of the Red Sea. But Pharaoh changed his mind and didn't want to let God's people go, and immediately started chasing them with his powerful army made up of horsemen, horses, and chariots. At that moment, showing his power once again, God split the Red Sea in two, allowing his children to cross the sea with waters as a wall on their right and left. Pharaoh and his army attempted to follow, but were ultimately destroyed when the waters crashed down upon them after all the Lord's people had safely crossed. Their enemy, who oppressed them and tormented them for so many years, was no longer there. God has saved them in a way that exceeded all imagination. Bless be his name. Now I want to, to read the song from the Exodus chapter 15, starting with the verse 1. You can follow the slides or on your phone, the word of God. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. 
The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has hurled into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sunk to the depths like a stone. Your right hand, Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, Lord, shattered the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you threw down those who opposed you. You unleashed your burning anger. It consumed them like stubble. By the blast of your nostrils, the water spilled up. The surging water stood up like a wall. The deep waters congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy boasted, I will pursue. I will overtake them. I will divide the spoils. I will gorge myself on them. I'll draw my sword and my hand will destroy them. But you blew with your breath and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Amen. It's an amazing song. And it's a great God who has done all these great things. Now, I'm thinking that if we were crossing the sea today, we will probably be singing one of our songs. Maybe Waymaker. Or maybe you turn graves into gardens. You turn seas into highways. You are the only one who can. This is our God. I know that beyond the smiles we display and beyond the beautiful words we encourage each other, we all have our inner battles. Maybe you are here today and you have a Red Sea in front and you can't see anything beyond it. From behind you are threatened by the Egyptians who are stronger than you and it seems to you that it's only a matter of time until you will be defeated and everything will fall apart. There are situations in front of us that are beyond us and are beyond our ability to solve them. From behind, the devil is constantly threatening us, trying to stop us from our way to the promised land. What prevents you from advancing towards the promised land? What makes your progress difficult? Maybe you have a list of things you want and certain situations in your life that you would like to change as quickly as possible. You would like God to do something for you. However, you have already been praying for years for healing and healing has not come. You have been praying for a long time to change your financial situation in which you are struggling and you are still there. You want so much for change in your family, and nothing changes. You are tired of being humiliated and marginalized. You have moments when you get tired and doubt takes over your life. You are desperate and you have no more solutions. You don't understand anything anymore and you don't know where the problem is. Are you wondering why nothing is happening? what I am doing wrong. Why doesn't he answer? You wait to be saved 
and salvation does not come. Maybe you are at the point of losing the last bit of faith and give up on everything. It is very difficult for me to give you an answer to these questions that will satisfy you. I don't want to give false hopes to anyone. And I don't want to discourage anyone. On the contrary, I would like to encourage us to trust God in whatever circumstances we find ourselves. But what I can tell you is that Jesus himself said, I'm going to prepare, to prepare a place for you so that where I will be, you can also be. There's not a place like others. There is a special place for you and me. That place is specially prepared for you and me, but the place, that place is the promised land. That's the God's heaven. Then we will see him face to face. Then he will wipe every tear from our eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. That's where we want to be. That's the day we are looking for. But I feel that today, fewer and fewer still believe that day will come and are still waiting for it. The people of Israel were saved by God from Egyptian slavery and had to pass through the desert to reach the promised land where God's blessing was prepared for them. However, until they got there, they had to face the difficulties involved in crossing the desert. They were in danger of death sometimes, thirsty from the exhausting heat of the desert, deprived of the desired comfort of the food they wanted. They encountered difficulties, but God was with them in all those moments. And all those who believed in him until the end entered the promised land. Likewise, my friends, we were saved from the slavery of sin by the grace of God. And now we are on our way to heaven through the desert of this world. Yes, we were saved, but we haven't reached our destination yet. Yes, we sometimes receive answers to prayer and some problems are miraculously solved in our lives and this strengthens our faith in God. Sometimes we experience healing or see the hand of God in different things in our lives. Moments like this often make us speak with such enthusiasm about our God. However, Despite these victories, we are not immune to hardship. Many obstacles and trials still lay ahead on our path. As long as we have to live on this earth, we are still in the desert. This is not the promised land. Never forget that. Paradise will not be here, no matter how much you wish for it. UK is not the promised land and no other place on this earth. Jesus said, in the world you will have troubles and we have them 
don't we? But he also said, I will be with you all the days until the end. All the days, brothers and sisters. All days mean both good and bad days. He does not say that the Red Sea will not appear in front of you. But he says that he will make a way for you through it. Attention, through it. Suffering will appear on your path, but with Jesus, you will go through it. You will never be alone. You will face small and big problems, but with Jesus, you will get through them. As long as you stay with him, you will always be in safe hands. If we do not understand well the time and the place where we are on our journey to heaven, we will soon be disappointed and discouraged. Sometimes there are too many whims and demands that we have on this earth, and we think that God is our solution for all of them. We see something on social media, and we want that thing too. We look at other people's lives, and we want what they have. Money, houses, health, family, etc. And if we don't receive them, we become sad, disappointed, and even depressed to the point we were we, to the point where we no longer know what to believe about God. And so dissatisfaction begins to fill our heart with bitterness, believing that our life is so hard and we hardly find reasons to be happy. I would like us to think about how many people today, in these moments, suffer for, from thirst and hunger, and their struggle is to survive another day. So many countries live in extreme poverty, destroyed by corruption and wars. So many women without human rights, so many Christians who are persecuted and who have lost everything for the sake of Christ. They lost houses, families, freedom, and even their lives, some of them. But they didn't give up. And you know what's even more interesting? For them today is Sunday, like for us. And some of them are in the church right now. Right there, in this moment, God is saving souls from sin. And the Holy Spirit is at work in their hearts. They are full of joy and worship God. Maybe they even read this verse today as we did. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise Him. Somehow, in their context, this verse does not fit. The trouble is still there for them. The threats from outside may be even greater, and they are still fighting for survival. And why do they praise God with such passion and joy? For what? 
It seems like something we cannot fully understand. What does God, our salvation, actually mean? Here is the great secret that many do not understand. Salvation from certain earthly situations and problems does not serve the eternal future of our soul, but only solves certain things for the moment without any effect on our eternity. The true salvation that every man needs in this world and without which the human soul is lost has already come long time ago. Maybe you are new in this place and you don't understand much. Maybe you see yourself as sinful and unworthy. Yet, I want to tell you that what is happening here is not about us and how good we are, but about God and his love for people with mistakes and sins like you and me. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And elsewhere it says, for the wages of sin is death. The sinful man, the enemy of God, can only be saved from this wretched state by God himself. And because God so loved the world and so much wanted your soul and mine to be saved and one day to be with him in eternal glory, that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross in our place and pay for the guilt of all our sins so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. This is the good news of salvation. We didn't deserve to be saved because we were sinners. No matter how good we think we are ourselves, it's only God's grace for us. Only his love for us made us from his enemies worthy of being condemned into righteous children of God. In this situation, no one can brag about anything, but all the glory and honor must be given to Jesus Christ, who paid with his own blood for our sins. Our greatest need has been solved. This should be our source of joy every day. This is why we strongly say that God has become our salvation. He is our God and we will praise him always. Amen. Rob. So much in there. So, so good, so good. Actually, can I just swap microphones? This one's still. Yeah, so we just want to take a little bit of time to respond to that. And I, I, just, I just sense that for many of us in the room, there may be some of us who have never said yes to Jesus. There may be those of us that have been following him for decades, but we're all broken people. We all make mistakes. We are all in the same boat. And yet Jesus came to die on the cross for each one of us. That we may know the kind of salvation that, you know, in that song they could only dream of. That was something of the future. It was just like there's so much that we have to give thanks for. 
So I, I just want to share a quick story from, um, from yesterday. So many of you will know Steve and Lucy. Um, they're part of our church. Steve often will just go out on the streets and start just sharing the gospel. One of the things he loves to do is just say, if, if you could ask God a question, what would it be? And, it, and it's such a good conversation start. He's like, if you could ask God a question, what would that question be? And then there was this young lad called Max who came up, um, who, who Steve approached. He was there with a few friends. And Max simply said, am I going to heaven? And so... Max did not have any hope of where he was going in the future. He, he probably had this kind of moment, you know, like with that, the Red Sea of just like seeing, just like, well, I have nowhere to go. There's no hope for my own salvation. So what Steve did was he shared the gospel. He shared the good news of Jesus, that God loved him so much that he sent his only son to die for him, that whoever can believe in him will ha- live and have eternal life. And so he shared the good news of Jesus, and Max said yes to Jesus in that moment. He gave his life to Jesus, and, and so did his friends as well. And, and, and what struck, struck Steve, as he shared with, with his message, it, you know, for Max, this moment was sealed in a single moment. His eternal future, his destiny was sealed in a moment. He knew that he was going to heaven. He knew that his question had been answered. He had hope. Alex shared those, those verses. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him. And I just wonder this morning whether you know that deep in your heart. Well, you know, for some of us, you know, that maybe it been a decision we made a long time ago, but it's, for me, it's a decision we need to come back to each day. So there are those of us that perhaps are, are far away from the Lord right now. There are those of us that are drawing closer to him. But I would love us to give a moment, to take a moment just to say yes to him. For some of us, this might be the first time we ever pray this kind of prayer. For others of us, it may be a prayer that we prayed many times before. But it's just a reminder, it's a reminder that says, the Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. So why don't you just, where you are, just bow your heads, maybe close your eyes and just open yourselves up to the Lord. And I'm just going to pray a prayer and I'd love for you to make it your own if that, that would be helpful to you this morning. Lord, we thank you for Max. We thank you that in a moment yesterday, his life was turned around. We thank you for his friends as well. And we pray blessing over them today. We pray that this would just be the start of the most incredible journey with you. And Lord, we we turn to you this morning. We turn to you because we know that there are times in our life where we turn away from you. There are times in our life where, where, we, where we do what the Bible calls sin, where we are separated from your perfect goodness. And we choose in this moment to turn away from that kind of living. And we choose to follow you, Jesus. Lord, may we know that you are our strength and our defense. 
May we know you as our salvation. May we know you as our God. And and may we choose to praise you. So Lord, we turn away from our old way of living that we keep getting drawn back into and we choose you, Jesus. So come and fill our hearts, fill our lives, fill our minds with your goodness.